Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, October 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. KDHX sounds different after dozens of DJs left their shows following months of conflict with station leadership. Even as new hosts take to the air, listeners miss the voices they'd known for decades. They're experts in the music that they play. They know the St. Louis history. They've got their audience. They're part of the people's families. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will have more on a station in flux. Families of transgender students in the Francis Howell School District are speaking out against a proposed bathroom policy. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports, the district's Board of Education is considering restricting the bathrooms transgender students are allowed to use. The proposed policy requires students to use bathrooms or locker rooms based on the sex on their birth certificate. (laughs) Opponents holding signs filled the board meeting Thursday night. Levi Hormuth is a transgender student in the district. He says the board members behind the policy are bullying children. It makes my blood boil. It's not their responsibility. These are my decisions. And for people that have never been in my body, in my shoes, it's not their choice. Some also spoke in support of the policy. The Francis Howell board will vote on this next month. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. A group seeking to chip away at Missouri's abortion ban has filed a lawsuit over how the measures are described to voters. The Missouri Women and Family Research Fund has submitted six petitions that add exceptions for rape, incest, fatal fetal abnormalities, and risks to the mother's health or safety. The group's lawyer, Chuck Hatfield, is challenging the ballot summary and fiscal estimates of each initiative, but he adds it won't necessarily delay efforts to gather signatures going to go ahead and gather signatures on this bad ballot title because we think people will understand what we're doing and that we can explain it. Um, We do want to try to get it changed because this is the language people see when they actually vote. Any initiative petition legalizing abortion will need more than 171,000 signatures by next May to go before Missouri voters. A Springfield businessman is running for Missouri governor. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports Mike Hamra's entry into the Democratic primary sets him on a collision course with the Missouri House's top Democrat. Hamra runs Hamra Enterprises, which operates Wendy's, Panera, and Noodles & Company restaurants. He says he wants to use his business experience to attract jobs and improve educational opportunities. Hammer will be running in the Democratic primary against House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, who has endorsements from key labor unions and environmental groups. Hammer says he can appeal to the Democratic base. I'm running for governor because uh, I believe I'm the best candidate to put our state on a path, you know, towards greater opportunity and prosperity. Missouri Democrats haven't held the governorship since 2017 and have only won one statewide election since 2014. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. The executive director of a fluorescent-based nonprofit faces multiple federal charges for allegedly stealing millions of dollars from a program meant to feed children. The U.S. Attorney's Office filed the case against 44-year-old Connie Bobo. She ran New Heights Community Resource Center. Prosecutors say about $11 million in state aid was received over a three-year period 
after the number of meals the agency served to children was inflated. The indictment says some of the money was used to purchase luxury vehicles, a mansion in St. Charles, and to make commercial real estate investments. The Biden administration has designated a portion of southeast Missouri as a regional technology and innovation hub. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the successful proposal focuses on developing minerals and metals needed for the clean energy transition. Many parts of southeast Missouri have strong histories of mining and mineral extraction. Existing mines near Ironton and Fredericktown still have lots of nickel and cobalt, which are needed for clean energy. Kwame Awe-Ofe is a professor of mining engineering at Missouri University of Science and Technology, which is leading the tech hub. He says the state is lucky to have both the critical minerals and a university with expertise in extracting them. All those pieces allow for us to do research to support the companies that are interested in extracting these minerals that are going to be important for the nation in terms of energy transition. Ewe Ofe says he hopes the tech hub will mean clean energy companies come to Missouri. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis City SC has officially opened its first mini-pitch in the region. It's in Fairmont City. Mayor Mike Suarez says the playing surface and a new youth program by the Major League Soccer team will help the community soccer program grow. And nowhere in our dreams that we think eight years from that point with $50 in a checking account and about 20 kids signed up for soccer that we would be uh, here eight years later, 100-plus kids a professional soccer team sitting right here in our backyard getting ready to open up a mini pitch. It's just, it's an amazing feeling. A few hundred people and some City SC players attended yesterday's opening. Eleven mini pitches are planned throughout the region. Basketball courts are back at Tower Grove Park after 30 years. Their return follows outcry from the community. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wimpley reports. That's a technical! It's raining, and the sun isn't shining, but that isn't stopping a handful of guys from playing a pickup game of basketball. It's been a week since the courts officially opened at Tower Grove Park in South St. Louis. Josiah Davis says he's been back ever since. I found out about them through a friend a couple days ago, and I've been coming, like, this is my fourth time here in the past, like, three days, so they're really nice. Tower Grove Park received $1 million in funding from a variety of sources for construction of the basketball courts. The park also gained a new electric water fountain. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. Nonprofit radio station KDHX built a national reputation on its musically diverse shows, many hosted for decades by the same volunteers. KDHX sounds a lot different today. Dozens of DJs are gone after months of conflict with station leaders. Some were dismissed and others quit in solidarity. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, volunteers want more control over a station in flux, while longtime listeners are left with a broadcast schedule that is unfamiliar. KDHX welcomed a new person to the air yesterday afternoon, DJ Cut. He's a 30-year veteran of St. Louis Airways. You got it right, 88.1 KDHX. DJ Cut. He'll host for three hours every Thursday. That's three hours down, 70 to go. That's how many hours a week for which the KDHX schedule no longer lists a host. That's 25 show slots. Now some have names like Wednesday Morning Show. Ital K held down one of those now-open slots with his reggae show for 15 years. 
He quit in protest last month. At his home in Granite City, one room is set apart. It's lined with bookshelves and wooden cabinets, which he starts unlatching and opening. This is what I call the musical arc of the covenant. And all of these drawers here, these closets, from what you can see, Jeremy, from top to bottom, that's full of CDs. There's thousands. Nobody's seen this. You're the first person since I've been here in America that's seen exactly what I'm showing you now. It's evidence of a lifetime collecting music and collecting knowledge that can't be replaced by a playlist. A whole bunch of AK-45s, LPs, just grab a stack, Ziggy Marley Melody Makers, Killer Bees from Texas, Shinehead from New York back in the day. This record here has only been played twice in St. Louis in 15 years. This is Bob Marley, a picture disc. This is my journey in my life story when it comes to broadcasting. 42 years of recorded history. Ital says many comrades in KDHX exile have similar resumes to his after decades pursuing their own musical obsessions. They're experts in the music that they play. They know the St. Louis history. They've got their audience. They're part of the people's families. Dozens of people have applied to host new shows on KDHX, board president Gary Pearson has said. But many station critics say it's not the DJs who need to change, it's the people in charge. Pearson and executive director Kelly Wells. Wells thought about quitting back in 2019. That's when an anonymous letter complained of racism at the station after several black employees and volunteers left KDHX. Wells and Pearson took to the airwaves recently, and they each said that they thought about quitting back then. And I remember saying to y'all, do I need to resign? Maybe the easiest thing is for me to resign. I thought that too yeah. for myself. It would have been very easy, maybe easier. Yes. Yes, easier. Here's <laughs> for, our new DEI campaign. Or here's our new, here's our new executive director. Here's our new board. Yeah. At a music festival Saturday next door to Benton Park, Unhappy Station supporters had a message. Save KDHX. So got yard signs for sale. They will hook you up with all of your Save KHX needs. Former DJ Dre Stein says it's the sort of gathering that the station used to be known for. Bring the community together to show support for KDHX and just to show the community that we still care and they still care about us and we raise some money to help pay for some lawyers. <laughs> Those lawyers will try to get the KDHX board to recognize the results of a recent volunteer meeting, says former DJ Hound Dog Brown. We've elected new board members, but the board does not consider our meeting where we elected them to be a valid meeting. So that's something that's going to have to go in front of a judge. Station critics would also like to see the board expand. It only has six of a possible 15 members. The other seats, like so many time slots, remain unfilled. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.